Mitchell and John Hendricks and joining us today, our Kalispell Public Works Director, Susie Turner. Hey, good morning, Susie. Good morning. Good to have you with us today. You didn't have any trouble getting in, did you? No, no, no. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was excellent driving this morning for me. So, Susie, uh, first of all, kind of give us an idea of what you what what Public Works really does. All it encompasses. Oh yeah. So, um, Public Works we encompass a. multiple services that we provide throughout the city of Kalispell. Um, I directly oversee our water sewer. Uh, Sewer involves wastewater treatment, also our uh, streets and fleet, our traffic signs and signals, uh, solid waste services. Um, I also oversee the engineering division, um, and which kind of encompasses some of the GIS components to support all of our services. you basically uh, central garage. Oh, I missed. Sorry. Oh, keep going. Keep central going. garage. So all of the fleet management within the city of Kalispell mm-hmm. is covered under a central garage. So I oversee that also. So basically, you oversee everything we take for granted. <laughs> I don't know about that, but <laughs> well, sure. I mean, you know, we we just expect the water to turn on, and yeah, it does. We expect everything to work, and uh, it does. You know, if I'm doing my job, then. Then I think that's an okay thing. Oh, yes. okay. Right? Now, now, when you say GIS components, is, is, what is that anyway? Uh, so that's a, it's a mapping, pretty much a mapping software that kind of integrates with um, databases. So um, all of our utility infrastructure is actually GIS mapped. So we know where every valve is. We know where all of our pipes are underground. Um, so we're able to provide better maintenance service on those. We've uh, been mapping our systems, uh, gosh, since before I started here in 2005, and we've slowly improved our process, and GIS ha- technology has just evolved over the last 10 years, and we're able to take all that and put that into a map, which makes it easier for our uh, maintenance crews to be able to perform services and we can track what those services are we're providing. So if we're replacing a water main or a valve, our, our, uh, we'll do a service order request that'll be sent out to the crews. The crews will accomplish that task and they'll record um, all of the items that it takes to complete that task. And then we know what services we provided on that section of main. Boy, what a bummer it would be to go out and repair a water main and dig in the wrong place. Right, yeah. But, but yeah. this uh, does it interface with... Uh, with uh, the coordinates on your cell phone and all that kind of thing, too? They are um, um, geolo- geologically, or, um, it is coordinated, uh, yes. GPS. GPS yeah, coordinated, yeah. yes, thank you. All right. Yep. I'm curious to know how you came to this gig. Oh, well, actually, I um, was raised in Libby, Montana, if wow. you can believe that. So I went to school at Montana Tech, got an environmental engineering degree, and uh, for about seven years, I, I was over in the Seattle area where I was a drainage design engineer and just had this need to come home. Yeah. yeah. So um, I was fortunate enough to get a job as an engineer with the city of Kalispell back in 2005. And I've just slowly worked my way up through the organization to eventually become the public works so director. So you run the whole thing. Robin and I spent time on the radio in Seattle, too. So yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's nice to know that we know somebody who took care of the drainage. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the mess that I was yeah. making over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, 
one of the things that I completed was a survey that you guys did on uh, solid waste. And uh, that, for anybody who doesn't exactly know what that is, it's garbage. That's correct, yes. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, we've got the best garbage collection system I've seen anywhere in any of the cities I've ever lived. Um is everybody pretty happy from what I can tell from the survey results? Yeah, you know, I was. Uh, it's always nice to to send a survey out to get feedback on what you're doing. You always think you're doing, you know, the best you can do, but it's really until you, you receive that feedback where you can assess what you're doing and make maybe even make more improvements to that. But you, yeah, you're correct. In the survey, we got pretty positive results back on the services we're providing at this time. And one of the things that came back is a lot of folks really wish we had some kind of recycling going on here. Uh, so there was a lot of interest and um, uh, in recycling and, and having a program in place. However, if you were to look to the next question, they we didn't get quite the positive response uh, to have an increase to perform the service oh, for recycling. That's right. Yeah, we love the idea, but we don't want to pay for it. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, everybody, the um, recycling is such a good, uh, feel-good component for our earth. So I, I understand that, right? It's hard to say no. You don't want recycling because it's it's a great thing uh, mm-hmm. to be able to accomplish and, and do. Um, it's it's the cost of the services that have to that come into consideration on whether the that can happen. I know not. recycling plastics is uh, kind of an issue, uh, trucking them out of the area and it raises the cost. But what I wondered is uh, on the shelves, we see bottles of Coke, the original Coke. It's Mexican with sugar in it and everything. <laughs> but in the old days, when John and I were kids, they were glass bottles and you paid a three cent deposit. And we'd go out and pick them up out of the ditch to make uh, candy money and turn yeah. them in. And they'd wash them and reuse them again. Uh, I'm wondering if something like that is possible in this day and age. You, you know, I think there's a, a lot of different opportunities for recycling to happen. I, it, I think cost is a huge consideration on what those avenues could be. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I'm not real versed in the recycling processes and new ways mm-hmm. to implement sure. those, but um, I, I always know it comes down to the cost and, <laughs> and where know. we live, right? It, it costs um, a lot to ship uh, materials out of this area. So um, yeah. We don't are, have an interstate coming in here. Yeah, yeah. right. And or, or the facilities that actually take those recyclable items are, are pretty far away. Too, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it used to be in the old days, they washed the bottles and reused them, I think, yeah. locally. Uh, but I don't know that for a fact because I, I lived in Portland, Oregon, and yeah. it was a larger. Well, you know, they yeah. went to plastics. I remember this very well because I was handling advertising uh, for a, a bottling company. When they went to plastic... Uh, their insurance rates went way down uh, because in the process, these bottles would break and glass would fly all over the place and, uh, and it would, uh, it would uh, injure people working on the assembly lines, you know, the bottling lines. And so they went to the plastic. You know, and uh, so that kind of made it so that it didn't work so well. And the other thing, Robin, is, you know, a three-cent deposit used to buy us some candy. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't anymore. Yeah, right. And, and the, <laughs> the, the other the thing incentive. I thought of is you mentioned uh, the glass bottles. Every, once in a while, you get one that would have a chip in the rim, and that was the old days where they used bottle caps that you'd yeah. need a can opener yeah. for yeah. now. Right, yeah. 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 So anyway, so much Enough for an old that, idea. Yeah. So um, 
the one of the things, though, I think we all have to face up to is the fact that everything's costing more. All the services we have cost more. Um, I would imagine you're looking at some cost uh, uh, situations we need to try to address. Yeah, uh, one of the items in our, our, so we're going through a solid waste master planning process, and and this is the first time we've taken this sort of effort as far as planning for solid waste in in such a way. So we're looking at our current services and um, the cost of our current services and what those will be into the future. And some of that has to do with policy decisions on what we're doing, what type of services we're providing. Uh, for example, in um, the downtown areas with alleys, we we go by uh, every week and we will collect larger debris items that alley customers have set out. Uh, on And that has been a practice for us since the um, horse and buggy days. <laughs> <laughs> there are pictures of it. And, yeah. and because it was um, it was a great service and we could provide it. And we've been doing, City of Calspa has been doing that for a really long time. Well, those are kind of additional service yeah. on top of just collecting and transporting your typical domestic solid waste to the landfill. Mm-hmm. So we have to determine policies that we are going to implement and those costs. So that was some of the discussion we had on Monday. Yeah. What, for, uh, you say larger items are, or what 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 so give us some it, examples um yeah uh, brush piles desks um, um oh desks oh yes uh, bed frames beds um oh my computers gosh. uh you know just um uh Stuff. large debris yeah, yeah we kind of yeah. categorize it as, oh as large debris. and so, you've just you've been just taking that anyway yep yep for so our that allocation. means the driver's got to get out of the truck and he's got to Yep. Hmm. So once a week, we have what we call a, a, a rear loader, and we have mm-hmm. uh, two staff, one, a driver and a collector, and they'll drive down the alleys in front of the sidearm um, loaders, and we'll collect the larger debris that people have set out um, for our alley customers, and, and we um, collect those and transport that to oh. the um, landfill. Every, every, so once a week, we'll hit the alley areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, vice versa, for our curbside customers, we do a spring cleanup. So in the spring... For our curbside customers, and those customers are like your uh, subdivision customers, if you will, mm-hmm. kind of the newer development subdivision customers. We'll um, the, we'll tag their containers, and it's typically in May, and we'll have them set up set out some larger debris, and we'll come by and collect that wow. for them once a year. Yeah. How about uh, things like uh, the, sp- the spring and the fall cleanup of uh, leaves? Oh, well, leaves are kind of a different component. So we collect leaves as a part of our street division um, tasks. Mm -hmm. So we ask our residents to rake the leaves out about a a foot away from the curb, and then we'll come by and pick up the leaves. But we always have that carryover, right? Sometimes people don't get their leaves out in time, and then they'll set (laughs) bags of leaves in the back alley Uh areas that are a part of that. So we'll have to take those on into the solid way. So you Mm -hmm. kind of have this carryover for people who might not have been able to rake their leaves out in time. But boy, I tell you what, the alley situation here is so cool because you can just drive a truck down and just uh, dump it. Right, yeah. Yeah, yep. and uh, it's easy for us to dump it, particularly here in the downtown area. We've got the nice big ones that we share. Right, yeah. And, and so to get getting back to your question on, on the costs, um, yeah. so as a part of our master plan, we, we do, um, we're taking into consideration, we do forecasting for 10 years, and we do add inflationary factors based off of current costs. Now, current costs are, have, um, compared to probably five years ago, have substantially increased. Um, we used to mm-hmm. be able to buy a sidearm truck for uh, $270,000. Wow. 
and at today's market, it's $450,000. So you just, <laughs> we have to make um, increases in, unfortunately, to be able to make sure the fund remains sustainable, we have to make certain types of increases so we can you know, keep mm -hmm. equipment that works. Because we can't perform the service if we don't have the equipment. So. You know, I was uh, something that came up when uh, Doug, when Doug Russell was here. Uh, you have a, you got a new snowplow, and you don't have anybody to drive it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, staffing is always is has been a challenge. I, I, I said always, but it hasn't always been a challenge for us. But mm -hmm. of of late, it's kind yeah. of been a challenge to uh, bring on uh, capable, skilled staff and then retain the capable skilled mm -hmm. staff. So it's kind of up and down for us for, you know, having some good staff. Today. Boy, I see these guys, uh, you know, with the berms, taking the berms out, and uh, those cats know what they're doing. Don't they? Uh, they are yeah. amazing. They they amaze me every day. I You know, you, you always have to just give kudos to the public works staff and all they yeah. do. It's, yeah. a, it's amazing. Driving those large trucks with those 11-foot plows around all the vehicles and, um, <laughs> yeah. They're amazing, and, and I, I make sure that um, credit is, is, you know, I give them credit because credit is due. When, when Doug Russell first came a few years ago, uh, uh, he got up early in the morning and got in, a, got in the right seat with him and was driving around, and uh, kind of got a glimpse of the whole thing on a snowy day. Yeah, it is an experience, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done it? Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I try to get out there with the crews because, you know, to be able to provide them the support they need, you have to be a part of that process. You know, yeah, I, mm -hmm. I need to make informed decisions too. So it's I, not I just hearsay; there. you've experienced it. Absolutely, then. Yeah, yeah. I'm out there during spring cleanup. I'll try to get out at least one of the days and go help throw some of the large <laughs> yeah. debris, just yep. just to be a part of the process. Susie, um, you have such a wide array of, uh, of of services you're providing and you're overseeing. How in the world do you keep the knowledge level up on all of that? Um, well. Um, as things come my way, I, I try to take the time to invest uh, in it and, and learn the process through that. So um, just trying to stay in touch with things. It also, you know, I'm, I'm not a one-person show. I have a great team that supports me. And if um, items come up in any one of the areas that I oversee, I, I rely on my knowledgeable staff to bring those forward to me as items. Hey, we need to start looking at this. We need to start, you know, um, learning about these items. Maybe we need to change this because of that. So a lot of it has to do with knowledgeable staff and, and, our, and our team, our public works team. So I'm not a one-person show. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, public works department, when I was a kid growing up here, was a pretty small department. Now, I mean, I see these uh, these vehicles going around here with these big tanks on them, and they, 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 yeah. they wow. It's yeah. very impressive. And, you know, we've, um, we've been able to improve, even if we transition to, like, our street department, we've been able to improve our pavement management process because we were able to train our staff and provide them the tools to do in-house paving, and we're able to spread our dollar out a little bit farther because we're doing some of those services in-house versus... Uh, before we didn't have those tools and we had to hire out to do those. Well, That's pretty is, impressive. Uh, yeah, I, we're just so uh, thrilled yeah. to finally get to meet you and understand all that you do. Uh, as I say, it seems like the, the work that you do is the stuff that we just take for granted and never really <laughs> notice. Well, but, I but I knew the communication had to be there between you and all the different departments because yeah. uh, 
otherwise it would careen out of control. Yep, yep, yep. You always have to have that good communication to stay on top of things, if you will, mm-hmm. right? And, yeah. and you know, just um, to be able to provide those same current levels of services that our citizens expect us. So that's important to me. Are we going to be looking at uh, 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 perhaps uh, some type of a rate increase in our, 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 uh, our garbage collection here in the next uh, few years? There is a potential for um, a rate increases as a part of this master planning. I will tell you that um, council is highly involved in the decision-making process as we go through this. We are going through specific items to set policies that help uh, feed the information on what the rate structure should be. And then the council will have the final decision on moving forward with that. So there is a potential there, there will be some rate increases to and, and some of that is just to meet the inflationary factors of yeah. the cost to perform the services. Yeah. But um, we have another, we had a great work session Monday. We'll have another work session on the solid waste master planning process in April 8th of um, coming up here. And then they'll uh, from there, we'll be able to do uh, public hearings and, and go through that whole process to get input. Wow. Fascinating conversation. Thank you so much, Susie Turner, our Director of Public Works here in Kalispell. Thank you. It was nice meeting you both. Yeah. Thanks.